Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey there, Ben Kissel here for Last Podcast Network. I want to tell you about my show, Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. For more than nine years, Marcus and I have strived to present you with the most accurate and honest political podcast out there. In these turbulent times, it's our intention to unite the country with impassioned debate that reaches out to the rational Americans who find their voices more muffled every day. Every week, I use my political science background, my experience running for office, along with my lifelong passion to stand up for the downtrodden, the wrongfully accused, and the invisible man and woman to bring you news like you haven't heard before. Let's face it, traditional news has failed us. We promise to always tell you the truth the best we see it, and I personally guarantee to not be swayed by hyper-partisanship, but be guided by facts. To listen, search Abling's Top Hat on any podcast platform or go to lastpodcastnetwork.com and find it under shows. Hail yourselves, everyone. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. Kissel, I think you'd look incredible with a cowboy hat. I don't want to start wearing a cowboy hat. This, okay, first of all, we were talking before the show about how people make music their identity and they change who they are. Maybe they're getting face tattoos now. I like old country music. Outlaw Country, Willie, Whalen, The Boys, you name it. The Boys. Um, but I'm never going to wear a cowboy hat. I am already six foot seven in a cowboy hat. If I wore the boots, I would be well over seven feet tall, couldn't get on a plane, couldn't walk in a door. It would just be embarrassing. Make them, first of all, show the world how the holes to these things need to be bigger. <laughs> and that's a part of how your life would be. And then you just have the power yeah. of what's great about the cowboy hat uh-huh. is the ma'am. Yes, I do like that. I would love to tip it. I like the idea of maybe some rain falling down upon it. I like the idea of having to get one of those little plastic things that you have to put over your cowboy hat so it doesn't get wet in a storm. I'm just saying when I wore my cowboy hat for the limited period of time that I was doing it, <laughs> I felt a really, I felt a lot of power. Right. And I want to go back to it like because I had that big taco shell hat that I got yes. in Dallas, which I'm going to do again. I'm going to get another one. Good. I want to start adding it to my dress like my dress wear because I think it's fun. Well, what mood do you have to be in to wake up in the morning and be like, today's a cowboy hat day? Horny as all get out. All right. Well, you got to wear pants. Okay, everyone, this is Side Stories. I am Ben Kissel. Uh, there's Henry Zabrowski, cowboy Henry Zabrowski, some days of the week, evidently. I don't really want to be taller. I don't care about being taller, but I like the idea of having a really big hat. <laughs> Just because it'd be fun because then yeah. people think you're important. 
I don't know if that's true, but okay, perhaps I'll go through a cowboy hat phase. I'm not going to get a little bad. I'm not going to wear a vest. I don't know. No, 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 no. Exactly as you are right now. Big hat. Big hat. All right. Well, feel free to let me know what you think, audience. Should I have a hat? Maybe Photoshop me with a hat. Give me an idea of what I'd look like, and perhaps I'll be uh, swayed and purchase a hat. They're very expensive. You get a good cowboy hat, you're looking at 400 500 bucks. That's what I'm saying, and people know it's quality. That's true, and I will say this about the American cowboy. Very understated, they love flair. American cowboys, Texan men, they dress up more than any, first of all, anyone in the Midwest. They, the Midwest is sweatpant country, and I like that about them. Stay cozy, stay warm. But my God, the amount of effort the cowboys put into what they look like and what they wear every day, it takes them 45 minutes to get dressed. It is a very important part of their culture. It is. I think that it's it's nice that they do it. I like that they look presentable. I like a uniform. I like the idea of choosing all the things. I'm trying to get better. Like, you know what really seems strange? Specifically over the last, like, two years. I like the dad shirts. What is I it? like What's... the little button-down shirts uh-huh. with little things on them, right? But it seems hipster culture has caught up to me. And now every company that goes and they, they, will, they make the shirts with little things on them. And they're great. And now I just get 20 of them. And then that's me dressing up. Because the best part about it as a man is that you can fool people into thinking you're dressing up. Right. By just wearing a shirt with buttons on it. Technically, it takes less effort to put that shirt on than it does for me to put a t-shirt on. Woody Harrelson and Kiefer Sutherland. They wore some cowboy hats in the movie The Cowboy Way. And I watched it as a child. And I thought, they're pretty cool. But then, again, they're not six foot seven. So I don't know. They look a little bit. Woody looks good in anything, even with nothing on. Woody Harrelson looks great. And Kiefer, I mean, I would love to. Get, I would love to drink with him. He's one of my favorite celebrities to get hammered with. It just seems yes. like it would be fun. Um, but he can look good in anything too. Honestly, you'd look really good. Wait till you're back on the campaign trail, uh-huh. because it shows that you're down home. It shows that you're with the people mm-hmm. and that you you are taller than everyone so that you can look <laughs> past the horizon. Right. That's a very good point. Pull, channel my inner Rick Perry. Take a limo to a pickup truck. Change out of my suit. Put on normal people clothes. Go door to door and then reverse the process until I go back to my mansion. Push the line. Perfect. Um, of course, yes. And by the way, Henry mentions how everything, doors need to be bigger. Some of these airplanes we've been flying on, buddy, I weigh more than them and I'm longer than them. I feel like I'm getting into a Geo Metro that can fly. It is, it's been a little scary. No, planes are really small and I know it's, it's attributing to your fear of flying. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm doing not it. Not to be, not to have a moment of vulnerability like Uh-oh. we haven't had Uh-oh. in the last couple of weeks, well, but you truly are afraid of flying. And a part of it, I do will say it's part of you being uncomfortable, where for me, like I'm, I do get smaller. I, but it's still very uncomfortable for me. Oh, it's uncomfortable a plane. for everyone. I'm always touching somebody's knees. Oh my goodness! I mean, it's impossible to see. It's that's why. Uh, anyway, anyway, you got honestly, what you got to do is just spend as much time in the bathroom as you can. That's what I say. Uh, but then, of honestly, course, everyone it's so else nice. Has to... You can go in there, and they can't kick you out. They can though. They they can. How? What's the hour? I'm gonna look this up. How long? Oh, you got no. It's, if, can it's just a mutiny be, that happens. Yes, it's a mutiny. There's in, only in two airplane. bathrooms on there, and if you're coach, there's one. If you're in the first class, there's not enough bathrooms to to facilitate. No, dude, you have all the power when you're in the bathroom because it's like when you when you occupy Australia during risk, and you are the you're the you have that corner to defend. Coming at me when I'm in a corner. Oh, well, let's not coming at me while I'm in a corner. 
Risk the board game, ladies and gentlemen. Very exciting game. All right. Well, Henry right, Research wait, 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 Here we go. Here we okay. go. Let me say this. So, so everything that you never wanted to know about airplane toilets. <laughs> I don't. We're going to have some. We're going to have stories today, too. Absolutely. Okay. Um, what's, what's one thing I never want to know about an airplane toilet? You should not be flushing them while you are sitting on them. <laughs> Whoa, that's that's like a very First of all, okay. what kind of fucking maniac? What maniac well, yeah. just thinks been like, yeah, I want to see how much suction my asshole can take. Like, yeah, well, just immediately know. like, yeah. <laughs> it's going right. to be, you would have done. Well, why would you but flush you it? You will pull your fucking asshole out. Yes, I don't know why anyone would flush it while you're using it. You, I mean, okay. All right, well, that's good to know just in case, It's I also guess. where they keep the black box, weirdly, inside the toilet. No, yeah. I can't imagine. From an audio perspective, that is very strange. <laughs> Your shit comes out of the bowl at a velocity faster than a Formula One race car. <laughs> because of the suction. Oh, my goodness. Well, put a little hat on it so it doesn't get hurt then. My oh, and God. so it doesn't shoot it out. I used to think it used to shoot the shit out in frozen chunks, but it doesn't. Any, they no, don't do that anymore. Yeah, the movie, it's not freaking, uh, what was the name of the David Spade film? Joe Dirt? Yes, it's not the movie Joe Dirt, where they have a huge piece of frozen dung that he thinks oh, is a yeah. meteorite. <laughs> don't flush while seated. What kind of fucking evil Knievel are, are you? You're living this life? You really want it? You want to chance that shit? Oh, you know what right. I really hate? This is You want to talk about a Kathy, Kathy corner uh-huh. over here? When you're in a public toilet and the sensor's really sensitive. Oh, yes. And it flushes as soon as your ass lifts the seat. Right. And then you got that like five stray droplets of water that just go blink, blink, blink. Right. Like your asshole is Jupiter and the gravity is just like sucking them in. I hate that. No. That's the worst. Because you can feel how wet it is. You can feel it soaking your membranes. Oh, yeah. I, I hate an oversensitive self-flushing toilet. I've said, I say that every day. Well, wearing a cowboy hat. Okay, first story of the day. This is a story that I absolutely love. And let me just say, speaking of politics, this gal has my vote. She's a cheerleader. She's 17 years old. She's running for homecoming queen. She allegedly gave out pot brownies trying to win. School officials in Michigan say a cheerleader allegedly doled out pot brownies to students at her high school in an effort to secure the necessary votes for homecoming queen from her classmates. I'm going to say this. Legalize it. This is how you win. This is how you win. I will say it makes a lot of sense. My problem is that with making your own weed brownies is that they get very inconsistent. Right. They're very inconsistent. Some are stronger than others. It's not the best way to consume weed. I will say for her, like, did people know they were weed brownies? Well, this is, okay, the marijuana lace treats were handed out to several students. This is at Hartford High School. This happened in late September. Authorities were first made aware of the situation after state police received an anonymous tip. So somebody narked. About the brownies. The information was shared with the Hartford police. According to the local TV station WWMT, a cheerleader is suspected of baking a dozen brownies and and then giving them out to students and including them in gift bags to some of the football players. The cheerleader, wow. they said, we're investigating two things. Number one, some were put in goodie bags for players. Also, they were used to obtain votes for the Queen contest. So the local police is going to really, they're on this caper of who. They who, have nothing else to do. I guess not. They are they are really on the caper here. They're on the case of um, this woman, well, this 17-year-old, giving pot brownies to football students or to football players and students to try to get some votes. 
She was already doing it. I will say this though. She didn't need it. Honestly, she didn't need it. Fucking. This is not a. Hef- this has nothing to do with dude, the election. She was already doing. Have it. you not seen the movie, the Grease Witherspoon classic Election High School? Did you wait a second? Did you just call her Grease Witherspoon? <laughs> no, I because said that's Reese. incredible. I said that Reese is an incredible burlesque name. Wow. I did not say. I think you said. Did Grease. you say Grease Witherspoon? No, because I, God. I am. In, that is incredible. What a horrible name for her if she ever gains quite a bit of weight. Oh my goodness! No, Reese Witherspoon. The uh, <laughs> is it a classic <laughs> film election. It's Matthew Broderick is in it as well, and that I'm telling you. I remember you, high school. Uh, high school politics are very intense. Very scary stuff. No. So you got to do something to get over the edge here. Although I would, it's ca- true. I would caution I, people. These edibles and Henry, you can talk about this. These edibles. I don't want to be. I don't want to get on my Bill O'Reilly no spin zone. I don't want to sound like a conservative grandpa, but they're well, a little too strong sometimes. Uh, you know what? Is that you kind of got to get used to them. Once you Ooh. get them in your system enough, you kind of know what the waves are. You know what you're riding. But that's the one thing about edibles, though, is that for me, it's more of an advanced user's technique of eating because the drug changes when you eat it, right? right. Because it's more of an hallucinogen. So you become it's a it's got a different effect. It's not quite the same. So know your dealer. I would oh also say when you're fucking when it should be for 18 plus. I'm gonna that is my responsibility area. Okay, is that it should be 18 plus. But I also understand you're gonna get it anyway. So you better get it legit it's better if it's legal you can actually see how much how many milligrams are in each dose start small always do this this is if you are 15 right now when i'm sure that you are if you are handed a weed brownie eat a corner of it wait for an hour wait you have to be patient wait for the hour wait to see what happens this is this is the only way i can help the you all right well kathy corner has ended uh, cool Uncle Corner has begun. Very I would nice. be a great cool uncle. Yes. But you eat a little bit and you work your way up. You can always well, eat more. You cannot eat less. I will say this. Colorado. I know it's a wonderful state. We love Colorado. I had a situation where I bought this orange soda. And it was full yes, of weed. Which, and he, it's just, the, he, so, the weed soda, I think, is a bit much. Well, it's because crazy. you really can't measure it out. No, you can't. It was 100 milligrams the entire, <laughs> not the entire thing. It was 100 milligrams per ounce. And there was like yes. 12, it was like 1,200 milligrams. <laughs> oh, and yeah, you know buddy. for a fact, so I had once that thankfully I read it. <laughs> but then you know. And you got a big mouth. I got a big mouth. And then you just know for a fact some kids are just slamming that and that they are having oh, yeah. a fear and loathing in Las Vegas night. But unlike the movie, you can't push pause. You can't stop it. It actually no. happens. And when you're actually deep inside of a trip uh, that you didn't know you were going to go on, it can be a waking nightmare. What also happened to me in, um, in Colorado the weed beef jerky, which the beef jerky <laughs> itself was some of the best beef jerky I ever had. Because um, weed is a very good, it's got culinary herb-esque qualities that make it good pairings with a certain, especially savory foods. So I'm eating this weed jerky and everyone's looking at me like, no, dude, don't finish it. And I was like, why? You're like, shut up. I'm the be- I can do anything. I believe in myself. <laughs> I didn't know there was weed in it. I thought it was yeah, just dude. beef jerky. No, you housed it on stage. Yes. And then we had to do the second show, and you were like, whoa. <laughs> I, can <see. laughs> yeah. I can see the look in your face. I was horrified. And then cut three hours later, I'm in the shower like the world's fattest Terminator in a fetal position, just still sweating somehow. Oh, my goodness. I Be ate, careful. I ate a metric handful of uh, edibles and fell asleep Ugh. in the San Diego airport. And right before my flight, I woke up and uh, next to me was a giant bottle of water, some Cheez-Its. And then on my phone were several browsers opened, all of which said, 
how too high, too high, get down from high, uh, come down high, flight while high. What about too high? Dude, this is the kind of weed culture I like because Denver started that shit and L.A. kind of completes it, too, with the very helpful community, which is nice. You always need to have somebody who ends up being a trip sitter for you. I think he he did it himself. He just forgot. Oh no, that was That's me. Incredible. That was me looking up. He was his how own... high, how not to get too high. Oh my! Yeah, gosh. you did good, man. Be Your careful. brain saved yourself. And honestly, if you have a friend like Ed Larson from the uh, Round Table of Gentlemen or Wizard and the, or or um, Brighter Side, never trust him. Because it's peop- there are some people that are just barrels that can just absolutely consume oh, anything. you could take this amount. You could do this amount. I just did mushrooms with him again. It's always the same thing. He's like, oh, these aren't strong. He always says the same thing. And it's like, well, it's because you're 300 pounds of beef. <laughs> so when you put it in your system, it doesn't have the same reaction with me. I'm technically petite. Out of nowhere. I'm a petite little thing. I can't have the same level. But just remember this. I will say one last piece of advice before I hit my story of du jour, which is when you put drugs in your system too, remember you did it, right? You put drugs in there. It's going to stop eventually. Mm, That's a part of it too. You just got to chill out. You know that you are not permanently insane. It will work its way out of your system. You just sometimes need to chill. And you know what's another really good way to do it? And maybe this is honestly, this is not recommended, but a really good way to get yourself out of a bad trip is to drink yourself into unconsciousness. Well, because <laughs> then you just go to sleep and then you time travel uh-huh. to when the trip is over. But that's for 21 plus. Right. That's 21 plus. Very good. All right. Just to close up the conversation here or the story of the 17 year old, uh, police have said it appears that the edibles were either ingested or that some were flushed down the cho- toilet. Superintendent Hubbard said in a letter to parents, please take some time tonight to discuss with your children that if at any time they become aware of a potential danger to themselves or others it is in it is their duty to report it immediately to a staff member directly our website's anonymous tip line or okay to say so basically again they're just having students rat at other students nonetheless i don't know i'm assuming what fucking nerds yeah you know what those parents are doing they're looking for the brownies for themselves yeah most that's what i would be doing i'd be like you know what becky zabrowski this is not this is not for children. You shouldn't have this. And then I'll just yep. sit in the room and I'm bling, bling. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. Your daddy's going bye bye. Daddy's time for watching Halloween five. Yeah, you would be watching um, Halloween five and most parents or a lot of parents now would be like, Last man standing, Tim Allen show is back. We better get our we better get our edibles again so we can laugh so hard at tool time. It's not tool time anymore, it's last man standing. I tell you what, I, I, you know, Wendy was alone in the hotel room the other day and I had to leave TV on. I came back in, found her watching Last Man Standing on CMT, <laughs> and then she was on the internet owning the libs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can't believe that. Can't the, believe the, that. Be careful what you let your kids absorb. Absolutely. All right. Uh, this next story. Yeah. Okay. So this is a fun, after this conversation, this is a fun little thing to do for yourself. It's Halloween season. It's time to get a little wacky. We're getting closer and closer to the day. There are a lot of people out there, and this is technically broken on Vice, but it was another story. It's I, I love this conspiracy theory. There are people that think the United States of America invaded Iraq over Stargate. Right. That in 2003, instead of just going to just to invade Iraq under the auspices of uh, Iraq had something to do with 9-11. We went to go w- topple the... WMDs. Because of the, the weapons of mass destruction, all that shit. But instead, what we went was to go find 
Um, it is uh, essentially a stargate that was left in Mesotam- Mesopotamia hmm. by the Anunnaki. Um, which is, and if you don't know exactly what a Stargate is, they're using the pop culture reference from the film Stargate. Um, but really what it is, is a time space. Right. It's literally an area that will take you some other place uh, uh, instantaneously through some form of wormhole that apparently that they had found at some point within the ancient city of Ur, they oh. they were re, so at some point they were Saddam Hussein was revamping the Temple of Ur. Right. right. And so they have the, the Ziggurat, which is a massive temple with a gigantic labyrinth inside where they believe that the center of it was a stargate. And they believe hmm. that Saddam Hussein had found this stargate and that he was getting technology or something from it. He was figuring out how to use it. So we went there to stop him. But apparently we've had ta- we've had tabs on the Stargate since the 1920s. Interesting. Maybe even before that. The, the British went in there. The UK apparently also has connections. They were part of the reason why they also wanted to join in uh, even after knowing for a fact that the WMDs were fake. That they they went and all that kind of, They were also involving themselves in the search for it because they wanted to get a hold of the Stargate uh, with us and the rest of NAFTA. You know what? For all the BS reasons we went into Iraq, they started with, yes, 9-11. Obviously, Iraq had nothing to do with it. As a matter of fact, uh, they did not particularly care for al-Qaeda as Saddam Hussein was on the front lines of defeating them in his own state uh, or in his own country. WMDs, Hans Blick is like, found nothing. It was like Al Capone's safe when uh, Geraldo Rivera tried to open it. Might as well have just been for a Stargate. I like this story. I kind of want this story to be true because then it doesn't make the Iraq war one of the biggest foreign policy blunders in American history. And extremely useless when it comes to actual um, when it comes to actually getting anything out of uh, the uh, the amount of money and the amount of lives we lost there. So I like. Oh this. yeah, you mean the what the what was the uh, beginning point of our forever war that uh, constantly feeds our military industrial economy? That's what kind of what like like we almost kind of did it on purpose so that we could be in the spot where we're at. But if you read a uh, there was a uh, on exopolitics.org. A, a research study was written by Dr. Michael E. Sala uh, called An Exopolitical Perspective on the Preemptive War Against Iraq. And it does a full breakdown on the connection of the war in Iraq to Zachariah Sitchin and his research into the nature of the Anunnaki and their relationship with the ancient Mesopotamians Woo! and how they were in charge of this stargate. And that now it is, seems to following it was hidden, and now it has fallen into the wrong hands, and now the U.S. has it, and I don't know what the hell it is we're doing with it. I don't know. Maybe uh, I, I would love to see Donald Trump watching his programs on it. I'm not even sure what exactly a Stargate. Again, according to ancient aliens uh, researchers, it's a device that can allow you to use transport instantaneously to another gate, no matter the distance. But you know, if you're going to lie to us anyway, take us into a war, make it fun. The axis of evil speech talking about uh, you know uh, North Korea, Iraq. First of all, it's not an axis. But yeah, if you're going to take us into a war based on lies anyway, make the lies fun. You know, like, make that, the lies. Make Sell me. Sell me. That access of evil speech would have been incredible if Bush would have just gone in deep on the Stargate. I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, apparently, according to like one of the aims of the Hussein regime was to control of the Stargate with some sort of um, the goal was to say hello to the Anunnaki and bring them back. Okay, so that's what he wanted to fulfill the prophecy 
I see. That the Anunnaki would return. So, yes. So, I guess the Iraq Stargate theory, it pushes and narrows this idea a little bit further of what Henry was just talking about, saying one of the technologies that were gifted upon the Sumerians were Stargates, and their positioning was one of the major reasons for for the years of strife in the Middle East. That's, it was not because of Western countries going in there and mucking up the works. It was because no. of the Stargate. So this story, really interesting, uh, very interesting to say the least. I think it's a, a it's a fun rabbit hole. This study is wonderful. I, I do like there was there was one section of it where he's like, the primary evidentiary support for the above discussion is admittedly thin for conventional <laughs> public policy experts and may sound better suited to a fictional thriller than serious public debate. From a conventional perspective, a scattered assortment of independent archaeological authors, radical exegetical interpretations of biblical texts, the writing of channels of ET knowledge, speculative papers from astronomers hardly constitute a, pers- a persuasive source of information for understanding the motivations of U.S. foreign policy. But they say there is some important circumstantial evidence. I love it. So, And apparently the Stargate, where is it? It's in a city called Nezariah. It's about 370 uh, kilometers southeast of Baghdad in the ancient city of Yir. Within that city is the great Ziggurat, a massive temple which had a, you guessed it, Stargate. That is really the one thing about, well, there's many things, but one of the reasons I would like to go to the Middle East is the history it's where we all it's not where we all began but they have many many uh years of history well before our little time here as a baby new as a relatively new nation i would love to go check it out oh, this is very interesting they're saying here that one of the pieces of circumstantial evidence is the destruction of Columbia Ooh. during its final descent in February 1, 2003, which apparently held information because we had been scanning Iraq from space and we had found the Stargate from space. Huh. This is very interesting. Well, also, now there is one of the disputes is over the location and the number of Stargates. But one thing that all the theorists do agree on, all the theorists do agree on is that the Iraq war wasn't the first time that a foreign power showed interest in it. It, uh, In what sounds like a super sweet, this is according to the article, so I hate when the articles try to be funny. I will skip that over. Uh, They say the the British were also fighting to control the Stargate in World War II. So it seems like it's been going on for a little while. Yeah, it has been going on for a very long time. What they're saying here is, I mean, this is thousands of years old, that they've held this secret. Because the idea is that, because if you again remember, the Anunnaki were a part of the original god race that seeded us on this planet. And they came, they developed us from weird little ape creatures into a combination of their DNA, which made the modern human man. And we were used to mine for gold for their starships so they could make it back to Nibiru before it left our solar system on our gigantic, because you know we're part of a binary star system. All right, according to Salia, Salia also says the Bush administration recognized that Hussein had some very, very valuable, relevant information concerning the ancient history of the planet, either technology or texts, basically confirming this, and he was going to release this to the general public. I think this yes. was a big part of the reason, this is again according, according to the researcher, I think that was a big part of the reason why the Bush administration went in to Iraq to stop Hussein from revealing this information and also get control themselves. My goodness gracious. According to them, they believe that the Bush administration was uh, highly against disclosure, which I actually don't think they would 
have been. I think that Dick Cheney would have used anything, anything to distract from all the shit that he was doing. And I think that if there was, if they had evidence of aliens, they would have driven it in front of people. I'm now certain to be in that line where it's like there, there are certain parts of disclosure that I don't completely understand in terms of why, why, why don't we know? Why, why does the U.S. government have such a hard on of not t- talking about the UFO research that they've done? And I, I wonder why it's somebody like, I mean, George W. had fucking 9-11 to deal with. So that all that went out the window. They're not even going to be talking about aliens anymore. And uh, Trump's, a, tr- I mean, Trump believes in nothing, so nothing matters well, He anymore. might it's believe like in aliens, thing. who knows? Yeah, he. who gives a shit what he believes in? But a part of it's like the, uh, the... the it's it's very strange. It's just like just come out and tell us the work you've been doing on. Well, UFOs. we did God have damn it. we did have that uh, release. Of course, we know Harry Reid, uh, the Democrat. He did uh, you know admit to having a twenty million dollar program. So there is a little bit more uh, transparency than there used to be. I think the uh, it becomes there's as, as evidence continues to mount. Uh, perhaps we'll address it at some point, and will it unite us as a world or divide us as a world? That is the big question. So anyway, that's I, a fun little that's a fun little conversation about the Iraq. War, a huge blunder. And by the way, as we always mention, George W. Bush is not cute. And that was a horrible time in American history. He is a war criminal. Uh, but it's a one day, man, one day we'll be able to get down to just like psychic problems, like real things that are a part of the reason why we can't evolve because we can't psychically upgrade. And a part of it is understanding that we are all one giant being, including and whatever else comes, and that the universe is both a making of our imagination and also contains our imagination. And we can wrap our heads around that. I mean, then maybe, maybe we can fix the roads. Well, the roads are something that should that nothing psychic about that. That needs uh, that comes from funding and Domino's Pizza. Texas beat is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try Every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor! By Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs in a whole bunch of cha and it started off my day. Correct. Texas Pete. Sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. The only acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast? Your dog. That was your dog saying thank you for BarkBox. You can take a minute now. You pet your dog. You're going to learn about Bark. It's a company dedicated to making dogs happy. Yay. 
Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. No, Wendy, I can't get you a whip. You're too cute for weapons. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Mmm, tubers. My dogs love their toys selectively. But BarkBox sends good little ones for the little tiny mouths. They have little mouths, but strong, big spirits. So they fight over the little toys. I imagine they think that they are hunting and going after little bugs and rats. And oh, they love their life and they love the they love what BarkBox brings. Because BarkBox brings the bark and puts it in a box. Yep. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash L-E-F-T. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right, let's move on. Uh, South Carolina. Let's go to South Carolina. Beautiful state. I love South Carolina. I love North love Carolina. Grits. Love grits. I love the ocean. Love grits. Um, a South Carolina woman. Now, she has been charged with 
fatally poisoning her husband using chemicals found in eye drops. A South Carolina woman, she's been arrested. She allegedly poisoned her husband over a period of three days in July. Detectives in York County arrested and charged Lena Sue Clayton with murder and unlawful malicious tampering of food, although I don't think that eye drops are food um, because they make no. you very sip- sick, even if they're not poisoned, of her <laughs> husband, Stephen Duvall Clayton, between the dates July 29th, July July 19th and July 21st, July 24th, uh, July 21st, of course, being my birthday. Um, in the press release, the sheriff's office also shared that Stephen 64 died on July 21st at their home and that the investigation autopsy to- toxicology test discovered poisonous levels of a drug that I cannot even come close to pronouncing in the body of the victim. And they found it in frequently used eye drops. What I'm saying here is you can no longer... Get away with killing your spouse. You not cannot, in this academy. Not in this academy. Uh, but you can't do it at all. We see it on forensic files all the time. And it's just Stop impossible. killing your loved ones. You can't do it. You cannot. Maybe just don't do it. In the 50s, I think you could do it. 60s, no, you maybe. You know what? You can do it. No. You obviously can do it, but you need to really think about it. Well, how would you even possibly do it? You got all the tracking out there. You got so much DNA evidence. I am not going to... I'm not going to sit... And reveal my plans of murdering my new wife on this show. You're not. Gonna, I can't do this now. But that I can't. I'm not doing this. All right, because I don't want to murder my wife. I want her to, to want her to live. Well, that seems a little scary. It seems like you really have a plan there. If you can't even share, like in jest, because this is a comedic program. There's a lot of. Oh, I forget. Yes, there's, I, I. You know what it is? The I actually wonder if I were to really if I was going to kill someone. They say you want to like. You got to get rid of the body, first of all. Sure. Because without a body, there's no crime. That's, well. that's what happens. I mean, there's a crime, but with that, that is really what hinges. You're talking really about avoiding being found guilty in a court. Right. So what you need to do, in my mind, is as suspicious as it is, to be honest, you got to blow up the house. <laughs> It's like, to, like even with a an apartment complex. But, I mean, this is brutal. But technically, but, you need to take out the entire building. But when, they'd still find the body, unless you can get the heat so big. I so see. partially, is if you go, you make a friend with somebody who works at the airport. You get some air plain fuel which it does take a lot of heat to go too it takes a lot of heat to ignite right and so what i would do is something along the lines of you cover the whole house in airplane fuel and then you spark the oven but wouldn't the like neighbors realize that their that their neighbor is now dousing the entire apartment complex and laughing Not until it smells like late. oil until it's too no late. i'll be like ah you know having a bit of a Barbecue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of screaming well, stuff. Unlike, like, he's always funny. Well, unlike you, Henry, although I'm not sure how your neighbors would describe you, Ken Sanford, who knew the couple very well, he told the Herald that he was in shock and that Lena seemed, quote, seemed like a sweet old lady. And I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> that's why you can't. Who can you trust? Who can you trust these days? Old people, and I love old people. I love all the people. But they're kleptomaniacs, which is not bad. They, they've lived a long time on this earth, and they should be able to take whatever they want. Um, but and they, they are, love to F. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> old my people gosh. love to make it 
make it, man. Absolutely. So Lena, she's 52 years old. She's currently being held in the York County Detention Center. It's unclear whether she has secured legal representation, but this is going to be an interesting case there. I, I remember from West Memphis 3, going to say this again, get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. No matter what it is that you've done. Ron. Get a lawyer, even if you're innocent. Speak to no one unless the lawyer is standing right next to you. Yeah, especially if you're innocent. I mean, my, again, get Ron Kuby. Get Kuby on it. Get that Kuby. Get Kuby. I, uh, you know, why do we want to kill our loved ones so much? Like, why is that? Why I don't do know. we have to be, like, why do you, I guess, mm, I do understand the sort of passions that come from knowing somebody from a long time and, and the, the things that first were cute and then are now annoying that eventually turn into a black river of hatred well, down deep in your soul. Sure, sure. I don't want to, uh, I, I'm not going to bring the Zabrowski family into this, but I will say, if you do want to play the long game, you just, very buttery foods, very, very fatty foods, not a lot of exercise. Be like, just sit, sit. Oh, do you want more cigarettes? Maybe you want some whiskey. Oh, we got some gin. Just ran and picked up that at Whole Foods. You know, you can do it. That's just the long game of, you yes. know, it'll That's take my 20 mom years. No, yeah. Even my, my mom openly talks about poisoning my father every time she can. She constantly <laughs> brings up how she can't wait for him to pass, and eventually she will go to France with somebody she'll meet at the quilt store. Like, she has a lot of uh, escape plans. Right, a lot but of you, fun fantasies. You know what? I'll, here's, a, here's a hot take. Just fucking get a divorce. Get a divorce. I, I know that it seems daunting. To break oh, up is. with somebody. Yes. I know it seems something, especially, and this is also like, I mean, we've all been trapped in even semi-abusive, like the idea of being in a semi-abusive thing, something like, you just get your shit, you do whatever you take, you wait for them to go to sleep, eventually they got to go to sleep. Sure. Or you, and you get your shit, you get a go bag, ready to go at any time, and you leave. Right. You just leave, and then you'll deal with the fucking shit afterwards. Hop on before out Before you kill them. Well, that's the, uh, you know, pulling the band-aid off. That's what you gotta do. Um, but of course, we are not here. Uh, if you are in any kind of relationship like that, of course, yes. Get help and get on out. Uh, which is, of course, yes, much please, easier yes, said calls. than done. Absolutely. I mean, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm not a therapist. <laughs> I just know for a fact that I, I, I have a go bag, but it's for me and my family, and it's for when the shit goes down. Yes, of And course. eventually I will take all of whatever cash I have, and I will melt it down into a series of gold objects, and then that's where all of my money will be well, in the precious stones that I have. And then when I'm traveling amongst the Inca, at some point, right. like down in South America, I'll be able to trade for goods. But you do understand that it's it's mostly paper money that we deal with uh, in this country, and that just turns to ash. You do know that, so it won't turn. No, to gold. I'm saying I want to get, I want to have like you're going to turn I'm your cash. Probably, are you going to go and turn your cash to gold? Or are you going to start? Giving, I'm going to take. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I don't think I'm going to buy a big gold pentagram that I hang on the wall that is technically all of my money with rubies in it. But then what about college? What about the college fund or just like random? Wendy will have to go to get a job. Wow. If she wants to go to college. She's going to have to pay her own way. All right. And also, if we technically, if you go to Florida, you get the Florida prepaid. There's a lot of ways to get college set up for your child. And I mean, again, Wendy just has to do well in high school. Yep, I hope she can. I really do. It's not easy these days. Maybe she can become it's home really queen. not. She can become homecoming queen herself. Uh, just make sure that your weed hasn't gone missing because then she's giving it to the other kids. And I'll be mad about it. I mean, like, get your own damn stash. We also have a tale here. Now, poisoning of the eye drops, that's one way to kill somebody. But evidently, there's another way that I will never be killed this way because I will never go skydiving. So, it's Easter Sunday. 
2015, Netheravon Field in southern England. 40-year-old Vicky Silliers jumps from a Cessna plane at 4,000 feet with a parachute strapped to her back. Unbeknownst to her, she has been sabotaged. And what starts as a fun Easter hop and pop ends in attempted murder. Yes, and unlike Jesus, you cannot rise again. So do not you do cannot. this. Do not do this. And on the ground below, watching from the parachuting facility, is Vicky's 38-year-old British military sergeant husband, Emile Silliers. Okay. He watches the events unfold with his newborn baby that Vicky gave birth to only a couple months prior. Vicky falls from the sky at 60 miles per hour as her parachute begins twirling up on itself. Not good. And she plummets to the earth from 4,000 feet. Miraculously, she does not die. She instead receives a broken pelvis and a fractured spine. How the hell did she live? Oh, how'd she not die? Okay, well, let me illustrate with a quiz. Okay. So if either of you were jumping out of a plane, which I know for both of you is a complete and utter impossibility. Yes. Never. Never. Your parachute starts fucking up mid-jump. There is another skydiver next to you in the air, and you notice that you are also above a grape vineyard below. Do you A, try to grab the other skydiver and hope their parachute supports you both, B, aim for the grape vineyards below, or C, simply embrace death? I would definitely grab the person next to me. Yeah, I think I would grab the person next to me and try to use them as a surfboard like Silver Surfer. Okay, that's wrong. Yeah, you- be like, save me! Save me, save me! <laughs> Why are- save me, save me! <laughs> so you both die. So the, oh. so the answer is, is to go limp and embrace death. And oh, so what- no! And the thing I is, can't, though. The thing- I never will. But then you're still not happy. if After you embrace death and then you don't die, you're like, I just went through all the emotions. In every case where somebody has survived a fall like this, the only reason that they live is because they hit recently plowed dirt. And okay. that is what oh happened. My God. That is it- what happened to Vicky Silliers. Interesting. So honestly, if I would ever jump out of an airplane, which again, I, I it would require Can't me do. to Can't. be on so many BLs, and I mean Bud Lights, I would have to be so hammered. They'd be like, that's a good idea. Let's do it. I'm going to face my fears uh, that no I would way. do it. And then honestly, I would go limp if I was about to crash, though, because when you're hammered, your body's just like, all right, like it could go. I could maybe live. And then I would say I would thank Bud Light. For so it. according Not to police and the parachuting facility and the courts, uh, the day before Vicky did this jump, her husband, Emil Silliers, who is a decorated British uh, military sergeant, okay. took her backpack into the toilets and then fucked with the wires. What? Oh, God. And then the next morning he was like. Hey, you should go for a jump. You because you just had a baby. You just had a baby nine months ago. I think it's it's uh, you should uh, treat yourself to a oh to a jump because God. she's actually an experienced parachutist. Honestly, if anybody ever strongly encouraged you, be like, hey, uh, you should go for a jump uh, today. Yeah, yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be great, right? Why, so, what do you do? Are you trying to eat breakfast? No, no, we'll go for a jump. I will say, I did, get up, let's go. I did just go parachuting about three weeks ago. Yeah, I don't like it. And You're addicted now. If you have a sapling of desire inside of your body to do that, I say completely embrace that. Yeah, just make sure your relationship is really strong. Make sure that no one wants to kill you in any way, shape, or form. This does seem like an episode of Columbo. Doesn't <laughs> does. this seem like a Columbo murder? It well, so does. a week before the jump, Emil Silliers stays at his army barracks for the night and leaving his wife and two kids in her home, in their home. And uh, he tampered with the gas, as you guys mentioned before. What? He tried to get the gas to uh, explode the house. And luckily, Vicky catches it in time, fixes it, and then texts her husband, Are you trying to kill me, LOL? What is going on here? <laughs> if you have to ask that. 
If you have to ask it, and that's, he is. That's one of those, I hate to, I love, the, if you haven't seen the gif of Kawhi Leonard laughing, it's very funny. That's one of those laughs where it's like, <laughs> like but seriously. Like, like <laughs> but, you know, but you are though, right? So he tries to kill her. With that, with, with with what was more of like a traditional way okay, to kill so someone. Okay, so we got the exploding house. And then now- a week later, he says, "Okay, let me let me uh, up my game here." And uh, twist some shit up in her parachute. Kit. Did he buy a book like elaborate ways to kill your wife? The world's most crazy ways to kill your wife. Like how to make it even <laughs> kill your wife the fun way. So Emil Silliers has all the traits of a classic psychopath. Interesting. While Vicky was in her hospital bed, he was uh, texting his girlfriend uh, who he had off to the side, yeah. Stephanie Golers, who was also a parachutist, and he was also texting his ex-wife, who he was sleeping with at the time, and also trolling for sex workers on back pages online. Wow. So, uh, interesting. What he was trying you to do... You say trolling, I say searching. <laughs> uh, he... Hmm. Basically, he was trying to make a clean getaway from Vicky. How would this make anything easier for him? I guess that's the problem. They make this made his life. Obviously, he's going to prison forever. It made his life much more complicated than it had. Just break up. Just break up with the person. Or don't date a skydiver. I I don't trust these skydivers. They they tempt death all the time. They think all about death All day long. Constantly. So everything becomes boring to them. Everything. So every single day. So you mean to tell me you're I'm dating a professional skydiver, and then I'm supposed to make love to this person, and I'm supposed to expect that gives them a thrill? Yeah. It doesn't give them a thrill. My body isn't flying out of a plane at 12,000 feet. No. Basically, this guy approached murder as if he were, if James Bond had like a desk job, Right. This is the kind of shit that he would do. Well, it's a good thing 007 was busy fighting all of those supervillains and saving the world multiple times over. This guy is like, he's like Deadpool. He's just like, he, he wants death, or I guess he wants, well, I guess death, yeah, Deadpool. He never really, well, uh, nonetheless, whatever, he's a bad person. Well, I'll also put it this way. He spent a lot of time, he could have just been figuring, he could have been figuring out a way to get out of the relationship instead of figuring out how to murder somebody. Well, he was also trying to get insurance money from Vicky's Ah, uh, there it is. Uh, it's the that's insurance it. money. That's it. Because he spent all of his money, he's in, he's in crippling debt. Because he would go off on these excursions with uh, Stephanie Goller or oh any one sex worker or his, his ex-wife. And so he was basically trying to clean up all of his debts from his fuck vacations with all these I people. See. Yeah, but it's never like that. It never, never like works that. like that. No, because the detective always turns around in his trench coat with his little cap on. And he says, one um, more thing. Just uh, one more thing. <laughs> when he was arrested, yeah. when, when he was arrested, Emil all, only said to the cops, I'm disappointed that you would do this in front of my subordinates, which is a very <laughs> cool. <His> children? <laughs> what no, a fucking bitch. His, uh, his subordinates. He was a, a sergeant in the army. Oh, my God. I, oh, what a right. pry baby. I'm sorry you got caught in your perfect crime. Very I don't understand, like, the idea of making the perfect crime, if this is, like, if you're ever in the middle of a crime plan, and you're like, this is the perfect crime. Right. You might as well just buy handcuffs on Amazon <laughs> and just, like, just take yourself to the police department. Right. It never is. You don't understand. Human life is far stranger than you want it to be. Things are not cut and dry. So speaking of gaslighting someone, if you also, if you feel like you're being gaslit in a relationship, you most likely are being gaslit. This if woman, you, this yes, woman if was you feel like it. It is happening. This woman was mentally bullied uh, by this by Emil. Victoria was a men- mentally mm. bullied by this guy to the point where so much evidence was presented in front of the court that Emil was the person who sabotaged her parachute. 
she initially acquiesced and said, yep, I guess that's the case. He, it's, you've, you're showing me all the evidence, and also you're showing me all the text message records of this guy cheating on me constantly. And then halfway through the court, or halfway through the trial, she becomes a hostile witness to her own murder case. Really? Because she says, no, this can't be the case. Emil loves me. Oh, he couldn't have no. possibly tried Yikes. to kill me. Oh, no. She went all the way reverse. She just lost. She's completely gone. So, yeah, so she became a, like a Stockholm oh, syndrome right. Well, now what happened? Was he found guilty? So, actually, last May of this year, Emil was sentenced to prison for life. All right. Very good. And she can walk and everything? She actually made a, a miraculous recovery. That's incredible. All right. Well, hopefully she gets the help she needs to, because obviously this guy had quite a grip on her mind. Um, all yes. Right. Well, speaking- now, remember this, guys. If there, you, you, All of the signs are in front of you. If, unfortunately, you find a folder on your loved one's desktop that says, how to kill Cheryl. Right. You know for a fact that it's like, it's not a bit. Even if he says it's a bit. No. It's the, he, that's not a good bit. Oh, my. Well, speaking of mind control, let's do this story. We talked about it a little bit last week. It's from an article. There's actually a lot of articles, but this one's called Leave. This The name of this article or the title of this article is Leave No Dark Corner. So we'll just start you on this story a little bit more kind of to extend the conversation we had last week. And we'll just follow this story throughout the year here uh, in the years to come, because it really is out of uh, the television show Black Mirror. It's not an episode, though. This is happening in real life. So it's a dystopian vision of the future. It's already happening in China. The Communist Party calls it a social credit system, and it's supposed to be fully operational by 2020. On the last episode, Henry said, how are they tracking the people evidently they're going to use rfid chips to track the people's movements their cars and obviously all the cct cameras or all the cctv cameras that are all around uh, china so this is really a crazy story what's going to happen is within years and an official party outline claims it will quote allow the trustworthy to roam freely under heaven while making it hard for the discredited to take a single step if that that's not horrifying. I don't know what is. The social credit is like a personal scorecard for each of China's 1.4 billion citizens. In one pilot program already in place, each citizen has been assigned a score out of 800. In other programs, it's around 900. And citizens with top scores get VIP treatment at hotels, airports, cheaper loans, and fast track to the best universities and jobs. Yeah, buddy. No, it's about to uh, – things are really going down in China. Woo. We're seeing it happen from the top down there. Uh, where here in the United States, we're, we are sort of um, doing it to ourselves in terms of our own personal monitoring of ourselves and the uh, giving in to the uh, 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 corporatocracy, buying East phones, buying all these things that are constantly tracking us. It's very uh, interesting. We're going to be at a point in time where – do you really feel it's best to live in a world where, well, as long as I have nothing to hide and there's nothing wrong? And the idea of slowly but surely obliterating the idea of dissent, the idea right. that you can't even have thoughts in your own mind, 
There's no way you can behave. This constant idea that everyone has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. We're all these perfect little angels with no pasts. That we have no weird views. We have nothing about us that's a little janky. This uh, creating a homogenized group of perfect spherical brains. It is horrifying. And if you go to this article, they show what the CCT cameras or the CCTV cameras look like. And they show how they monitor the people. And again, so basically folks who are, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this in the context of our credit score system. And yes. so in the U.S. we have our credit score that system. That shit's which is for real, of, dude. Well, yeah. and that's, That shit's for real. And, because and that I is, remember when my had bad credit, yeah. I was fucked. Yes, you have bad credit and you that is a indication of your self-worth. That is an indication to how worthy you are of getting good loans or getting into the nice communities and things like that. In the U.S., however, you can build your credit score up. But, of course, we do have these kind of social systems in our country, too. This takes that to the next level without, for, without to say the least. It's like real-life clout. It really it is, is real-life like real clout. clout. Because a part of it is that your credit score, yes, we can increase it, and it's got a subtle effect on your life. It does. Things are... Things are fucked up. I mean, like, it's hard to get a car. It's hard to get a house. It's hard to do that kind of things. But it's a very subtle social deflection or something like this where it's really, really overt. And then if you listen to uh, they interviewed several citizens, which I'm certain we obviously don't have the entire purview of the situation. Uh, yeah, it's going to be people that are only positively speaking about it. Well, who would but say anything like, bad about it? I would never say oh, yeah. anything bad about it. Yeah, they say uh, they're saying, oh, you, we're getting used to it, though. Getting used to it, though. That's absolutely horrifying. And that's an interesting thing coming back to our culture here. A lot of public or a lot of companies, when it comes to, um, social media clout, they'll target people who have more of a following on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all of these things. And they'll, um, they'll request that they become, um, influencers and things like that. So it's interesting how we weigh our, our clout as well. So we're not, we're not squeaky clean on this by any means. And certainly New York, New York's city is a surveillance state uh but this again really takes it to the next level because if you don't have a lot of social media followers you're still free to roam the streets the government's not yes. going to be like stay in your home a part of the way united states works what seems to be is an unrepentant obsession with being famous and a part yes, of the way sad. that they do it in our in our capitalist system is that we're supposed to the idea is reward those that are super successful right and so a part of it now is that people are seeing the writing on the wall is that if you if I with a verified check, if I tweet at Delta, like if I have a problem with Delta, Delta gets right back to me. Right. Like they'll go into because it's like because I have the followers, and I can do what I want. People see that. They understand that in a way that it's not equal. It's the it's automatically in this little section here where it's not equal. The people are getting a little bit more of a you get more customer service, you get this right. thing. Where eventually everybody and look at Taylor Swift now uh, being really intense with her political views and it's saying it's doubling voter registration in Tennessee. It's actually having a palpable effect. And so now we're going to see more and more people driven towards being famous, doing whatever it takes, and this weird gigantic self fulfilling machine right. where you are nobody unless you're famous it's very it's very it's very it's strange yes. we are sliding into transmet so oh. fucking fast yeah it's, our heads are spinning it's funny though that, like, transmetropolitan is one of the greatest comic books ever what were you gonna say travis it's just interesting like um ai weiwei which is one of the biggest political dissident voices of china or he's no longer in china but he has a an instagram following of five hundred thousand people and so it's almost like as we go forward, the battle between uh, authoritarian 
organizations like the Chinese government and the the voices of dissident are going to be fought. It's going to be fought on social media. It's interesting how, right? Because it's fair. It's true. Because a part of what Trump showed, right, was just the power of talking directly to the the voters is what actually swung bullshit his way. And then what happened is that what we, we are doing the same thing where it's you have these mass little clouds of mini populations that can be used like hammers yes. against the powers that be. Of course, Twitter is also it's it's problematic in its own right. Speaking of authoritarianism, I believe that they have threads of that. And Google naturally just goes along with everything the Chinese government wants. Uh, so their Google is quite different. That's why, again, you gotta use yes. Bing or DuckDuckGo. Bing, though. I, heard, I, I heard use Duck, Bing. Duck, Go. I heard that's good. Anyway, so technically, just to- we should be downloading. Technically, everyone should be downing Tor browsers to start getting on the fucking. Oh, all that's right. where we start going into the breakaway internet. That's next. I love which that. I think will be very interesting. They should. And uh, so, uh, just again, going back to this story here, the folks on the bottom are going to be locked out of society, banned from travel, barred from getting credit or any gov- government jobs. The system will be enforced by the latest high tech surveillance systems as China pushes to become the world leader in artificial intelligence. So the future is now, and uh, I gotta say, it's not as fun as when I watched it in sci-fi films, when I was like, it's kinda cool. Like, it's fun to, like, watch, and then you still had, like, a normal society. Uh, but indeed, they're, uh, that's the war to come. So we'll keep embrace up. it, man. You know how to say embrace the madness. That's let's exactly. Roll with it. Let's be better with it. That's exactly what the Chinese people said they're doing right now with this social credit program. That's not what I mean. I don't mean like go. Al- it's not go along with it. It's just understand where we're at. Understand that this is the. What we're at right now is that things are very overwhelming and it feels like it's going at light speed. It is going very fast, but you can catch up by keeping yourself educated, understand where things are headed and keep your own personal life together. Like love your family, do what you love, do all this stuff, like try to hold it. Don't be swayed by the entire machine because you're also watching the machine whip you up into a place where you're entirely controllable. So even the woman that they follow in this study, she is a she works for the government, loyal Chinese citizen. She's only at 770 out of 800, so she can't even get a perfect score. Um, anyway, so we will continue to follow that story for you as they start to implement it. It should be coming in next year. And my God, I mean, China, talk about it's just very bizarre to see this happening again in our lifetime because technology is allowing it. And we have to we have to be very um, we have to be very adamant and control technology to be better, to make good things for us. Not. Not, not all the bad. Um, all right. Well, there you go. I guess. That, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, there you go then. Um, okay, everyone. Well, thank you so I much. I think we fixed it. I think we fixed it. We always fix it. You know? We always fix it. Every show we fix it. We fix it. We fix it. Um, okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We love you very much. Thanks for giving to our Patreon. You guys are the greatest. Um, let's see. Anything else, Henry? Do we, do we have any announcements to make? Next week, we'll be doing uh, Listener Pasta. I'm very excited right. to get spooky again. Uh, keep it out. Like, we've been watching horror movies. I'm, I'm making my way through the Hellraisers. Oh, yeah. I will say, man, Hellraiser 3, it drops off. Well, that franchise, I love Clive Barker. I really do. But at, at some point, they just, I, don't, I think they stopped writing scripts. I, they, the pinhead becomes a little bit more of like an anti hero. Right, right. Yes. That which always- is. 
well, you good know, and bad. I was watching. I watched the original Saw last night with Brooke, and I got to say, first of all, it's not nearly as gory as I remember. And I miss no. when Jigsaw was actually still bad because now they did the same thing with him, where everyone actually praises him because they found life through him through him torturing them. Which I <laughs> all don't of think, that shit. I don't think that's normal. <laughs> he he like makes escape rooms that uh, give you like a moral sense yes. of clarity. Yes, exactly. Yes, once he becomes a moral warrior, then it's like, what are we doing here? What's this happening? Is like, I just I want to watch a horror movie. Yes, please, Lord. <laughs> I don't need to see. Um, but yes. we're, we're getting so close. Um, I will also say, at this point, when this episode drops, uh, the Detective Popcorn plushes will be available. Hey! So, go to I left. Guess what, man? Detective Popcorn, when you have that plushie, you'll never be alone. You could have it in your car. You could have it in if they let you take it through security at prison. If you're ever letting, if you're going to prison, maybe you can take it. I'm not sure. And guess what? What I'm going to advise against you, please don't fuck it. There's right. no reason to fuck it. I'm not, I'm maybe even putting it in your head is a bad right, idea. I thought that please was a, don't yeah. carve a hole into it and fuck the Detective Popcorn plushie while well, making the voice. It's not, it's not good. It's not right. You just put that out into the universe. So we know for a fact it's going to happen at least once now. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Hail yourselves. You got to give your chance. If you're out there and you're living, you got to make sure you're laughing. And then if you're laughing and you're living, you'll definitely be learning. And you'll love it when you live and you live and you learn. Now that's an accent I can't even place. That's uh, European. Ah! Oh. <laughs> Ka me me unai, which is how Furby says, I love you. Oh, that's very oh, nice. Oh, thank you. 143, 143, I love you. That's from the Mr. Rogers documentary. And yeah, that's Mr. Rogers' obsessive compulsive way of saying he loves you. <laughs> <laughs> Hail Satan. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.